Section three of The Oresteia. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Oresteia by Aeschylus. Translated by E. D. A. Moreshead. Section three. The Libation Bearers. Part one. The scene is the tomb of Agamemnon at Mycenae, afterwards the palace of Atreus, hard by the tomb. Lord of the Shades, and patron of the realm that erst my father swayed, list now my prayer, Hermes, and save me with thine aiding arm, me who from banishment returning stand on this my country. Lo, my foot is set on this grave mound, and herald-like as thou once and again. I bid my father hear, and these twin locks from mine head shorn I bring, and once Inachus, the river god, my young life's nurturer, I dedicate, and one in sign of mourning unfulfilled I lay, though late, on this my father's grave. For, O oh, my father, not beside thy course stood I to wail thy death, nor was my hand stretched out to bear thee forth to burial. What sight is yonder? What this woman throng hitherward coming by their sable garb made manifest as mourners? What hath chanced? Does some new sorrow hap within the home? Or rightly may I deem that they draw nearer bearing libations, such as soothe the ire of dead men angered to my father's grave? Nay, such they are indeed, for I descry Electra, mine own sister, pacing hither, in moody grief conspicuous. Grant, O Zeus! Grant me my father's murder to avenge. Be thou my willing champion. Pilates, pass we aside, till rightly I discern wherefore these women throng in suppliance. Pylades and Orestes exit. Enter the chorus bearing vessels for libation. Electra follows them. They pace slowly towards the tomb of Agamemnon. Forth from the royal halls by high command, I bear libations for the dead. Rings on my smitten breast, my smiting hand, and all my cheek is rent and red. Fresh furrows by my nails, and all my soul this many a day doth feed on cries of dole, and trailing tatters of my vest, in looped and windowed raggedness forlorn. Having rent around my breast, even as I, by blows of fate most stern, saddened and torn. Oracular through visions, ghastly clear, bearing a blast of wrath from realms below, and stiffening each rising hair with dread. Came out, out of dreamland, fear, and loud and awful, bade the shriek ring out at midnight's witching hour, and brooded, stern with woe, above the inner house, the woman's bower, and seers, inspired, did read the dream on oath. Chanting aloud, in realms below the dead are wroth, 
against their, their slayers, yet their, their iron, iron doth glow. Therefore, to bear this gift of graceless worth, O Earth, my nursing mother, the woman God accursed doth send me forth, lest one crime bring another. Ill is the very word to speak, for none can ransom or atone for blood once shed and darkening the plain. O hearth of woe and bane, O state that low doth lie, sunless, accursed of men, the shadows brood above the home of murdered majesty. Rumour of might, unquestioned, unsubdued, pervading ears and soul of lesser men, is silent now and dead. Yet rules a viler dread, for bliss and power, however one, as gods, and more than gods, dazzle our mortal ken. Justice doth mark with skills that swiftly sway, some that are yet in light, others in interspace of day and night, till fate arouse them, them stay. And, and some are lapped in night, where all things are undone. On the life-giving lap of earth, blood hath flowed forth, and now the seed of vengeance clots the plain, unmelting, uneffaced the stain. And Ate tarries long, but at the last the sinner's heart is cast into pervading, waxing pangs of pain. Lo, when man's force doth ope the virgin doors, there is nor cure nor hope for what is lost. Even, Even so, I deem, though in one channel ran earth's every stream, leaving the land defiled from murder's stain, it were vain. And upon me, ah me, the gods have laid the woe that wrapped round Troy. What time they let, they let down, down from, from home and, and kin, kin unto a slave's employ, the doom to bow the head and watch our master's will, work deeds of good and ill, and Ill to see the headlong sway of force and sin, and hold restrained the spirit's bitter hate, wailing the monarch's fruitless fate, hiding my face within my robe, and fain of tears, and chilled with frost of hidden pain. Handmaidens, orders of the palace halls, since at my side ye come, a suppliant train, companions of this offering, counsel me as best befits the time, for I, who pour upon the grave these streams funeral, with what fair word can I evoke my sire? Shall I aver, behold, I bear these gifts from well-beloved wife unto her well-beloved lord, when tis from her my mother that they come? 
I dare not say it. Of all words I fail wherewith to consecrate unto my sire these sacrificial honours on his grave. Or shall I speak this word as mortals use? Give back to those who send these coronal full recompense of ills for acts malign? Or shall I pour this draught for earth to drink, sans word or reverence, as my sire was slain, and homeward pass with unreverted eyes, casting the bowl away, as one who flings the household cleansings to the common road? Be art in part, O friends, in this my doubt, even as ye are in that one common hate whereby we live attended. Fear ye not the wrath of any man, nor hide your word within your breast. The day of death and doom awaits alike the freeman and the slave. Speak then, if aught thou knowest, to aid us more. Thou biddest, I will speak, my soul's thoughts out, Revering as a shrine thy father's grave. Say then thy say, as thou his tomb reverest. Speak, speak solemn words to them that love, and, and poor, And of his kin whom dare I name as kind, Thyself, and, and next, whoever Aegisthus scorns, then tis myself and thou my prayer must name. Whoever they be, tis thine to know and name them. Is there no other we may claim as ours? Think of Aristes, though far off he be. Right well in this too hast thou schooled my thought. Mindfully, next, on those who shed the blood. Pray on them what? Expound, instruct my doubt. This, upon them, some god or mortal come. As judge or as avenger, speak thy thought. Pray in set terms. Who shall the slayer slay? Beseemeth it to ask such boon of heaven? How not, to wreak a wrong upon the foe? O mighty Hermes, warder of the shades, herald of upper and under world, proclaim and usher down my prayer's appeal unto the gods below, that they with eyes watchful behold these halls, my sires of old, and unto earth the mother of all things, and foster-nurse and womb that takes their seed. Lo, I that pour these draughts for men now dead, call on my father, who yet holds in ruth me and mine own Orestes. Father, speak! How shall thy children rule thine halls again? Homeless we are, and sold, and she who sold is she who bore us, and the price she took is he who joined with her to work thy death. Agisthus, her new lord, behold me here, brought down to slaves' estate, and far away wanders Orestes, banished from the wealth that once was thine, the profit of thy care, whereon these revel in a shameful joy. Father, my prayer is said, tis thine to hear. Grant that some fair fate bring Orestes home, and unto me grant these, a purer soul than is my mother's, a more stainless hand. These be my prayers for us, for thee, O sire, I cry that one may come to smite thy foes, and that the slayers may in turn be slain. Cursed is their prayer, and thus I bar its path, praying mine own a counter-curse on them. And thou, send up to us the righteous boon for which we pray. Thine aids be heaven and earth, and justice guide the right to victory. Electra addresses the chorus. Thus I have prayed, and thus I shed these streams, and follow ye the wont, and as with flowers crown ye with many a tear, and cry the dirge, your lips ring out above the dead man's grave. She pours the libations. Woe, 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 woe. Let, Let the teardrop fall, plashing on the ground, where our Lord lies low. Fallen queens away, the cursed libation stain, 
shed, shed on, on this great, great mound. mound. Fenced wherein together gifts of, of good, good or, bane or bane from the dead are found. Lord of Argos, hearken! Though around thee darken mist of death and hell, arise and hear, hearken and awaken to our cry of woe. Who, with might of spear, shall our home deliver? Who, like Ares, bend until it quiver, bend the northern bow? Who, with hand upon the hilt, himself will thrust with glaive, thrust and slay and save? Lo, the earth drinks them to my sire they pass. Learn ye with me of this thing new and strange. Speak thou, my breast doth palpitate with fear. I see upon the tomb a curl new shorn. Shorn from what man or what deep girded maid? That may he guess who will, the sign is plain. Let, Let me learn, learn this, this of thee. Let youth prompt, prompt age. None is there here but I to clip such gift. For they who, who thus should mourn him hate him sore. And lo, in truth, the hair exceedingly like. Like, like to, to what, what locks and, and whose? Instruct me that. Like unto those my father's children wear. Then is this lock Aristes' secret gift? Most like it is unto the curls he wore. Yet how dared he to come unto his home? He hath but sent it, clipped to mourn his sire. It is a sorrow grievous as his death, That he should live, yet never dare return. Yea, and my heart overflows with gall of grief, And I am pierced as with a cleaving dart. Like to the first drops after drought, My tears fall down at will, A bitter bursting tide. As on this lock I gaze, I cannot deem that any Argive save Orestes' self Was ever lord thereof, Nor will I wot hath she, the murderess, Shorn and laid this lock to mourn him whom she slew. My mother she, bearing no mother's heart But to her race, a loathing spirit, Loathed itself of heaven. Yet to affirm as utterly made sure That this adornment cometh of the hand Of mine Orestes, brother of my soul, I may not venture, yet hope flatters fair. Ah, well a day that this dumb hair Had voice to glad mine ears, As might a messenger, Biding me sway no more Twixt fear and hope, Clearly commanding, Cast me hence away, Clipped was I from some head thou lovest not, or I am kin to thee, and here is thou, I come to weep and deck our father's grave. Aid me, ye gods, for well indeed ye know how in the gale and countergale of doubt, like to the seaman's bark, we whirl and stray. But if God will our life, how strong shall spring from seed, how small, the new tree of our home! Lo ye, a second sign, these footsteps look like to my own, a corresponsive print, and look another footmark. This his own, and, and that the foot of one who walked with him. Mark how the heel and tendon's print combined, measured exact with mine, coincident. Alas, for doubt and anguish rack my mind. Orestes approaches suddenly. Pray thou, in gratitude for prayers fulfilled, fair fall the rest of what I ask of heaven. Wherefore, what win I from the gods by prayer? This, that thine eyes behold thy heart's desire. On whom of mortals knowest thou that I call? I know thy yearning for Orestes deep. Say then, where an event hath crowned my prayer. I, I am he, seek not one more akin. 
Some fraud, O stranger, weavest thou for me? Against myself I weave it, if I weave. Ah, thou hast mine to mock me in my woe. Tis at mine own I mock then, mocking thine. Speak I with thee, then, as Orestes' self? My very face thou seest, and knowest me not. And yet but now, when thou didst see the lock shorn for my father's grave, and when thy quest was eager on the footprints I had made, even I, thy brother, shaped and sized as thou, fluttered thy spirit as at sight of me. Lay now this ringlet whence twas shorn, and judge, and look upon this robe, thine own hand's work, the shuttle-prince, the creature wrought thereon. <laughs> Refrain thyself, nor prudence lose in joy, for well I wot our kin are less than kind. Oh, thou that art unto our father's home, love, grief, and hope, for thee the tears ran down, for thee the son, the saviour that should be, trust thou thine arm and win thy father's halls o oh, aspect sweet of fourfold love to me whom upon thee the heart's constraint bids call as on my father and the claim of love from me unto my mother turns to thee for she is very hate to thee too turns what of my heart went out to her who died a ruthless death upon the altar stone and for myself i love thee thee that wast a brother leal sole stay of love to me now by thy side be strength and right, and Zeus, Saviour Almighty, stand to aid the twain. Zeus! Zeus! Look down on our estate, and us, the orphan brood of him, our eagle sire, whom to his death a fearful serpent brought and winding him in coils. And we, bereft and foodless, sink with famine, all too weak to bear unto the eyrie, as he bore, such quarry as he slew. Lo! I and she, Electra, stand before thee, fatherless, and each alike cast out and homeless maid. And if thou leave to death the brood of him, whose altar blazed for thee, whose reverence was thine, all thine, whence in the after years shall any hand like his adorn thy shrine with sacrifice of flesh? The eaglet slain, thou wouldst have a messenger to bear thine omens, once so clear to mortal men. So if this kingly stock be withered all, none on high festivals will fend thy shrine. Stoop thou to raise us, strong the race shall show, thou puny now it seems, and fallen low. O children, saviors of your father's home, beware ye of your words, lest one should hear and bear them. For the, For the tongue hath lust to tell unto our masters, whom God grant to me in pitchy reeks of a funeral flame to see. Nay, mighty is Apollo's oracle, and shall not fail me, whom it bade to pass through all this peril. Clear the voice rang out with many warnings, sternly threatening to my hot heart the wintry chill of pain unless upon the slayers of my sire I pressed for vengeance. This is the God's command, that I, an ire for home and wealth despoiled, should with a craft like theirs the slayers slay, else with my very life I should atone this deed undone, in many a ghastly wise, for he proclaimed unto the ears of men that offerings poured to angry power of death exude again, unless their will be done, as grim disease on those that poured them forth, as leprous ulcers mounting on the flesh, and with fell fangs corroding what of old wore natural form, and on the brow arise white poisoned hairs, the crown of this disease. 
he spake moreover of assailing fiends, empowered to quit on me my father's blood, wreaking their wrath on me, what time and night beneath shut lids the spirit's eye sees clear. The dart that flies in darkness, sped from hell by spirits of the murdered dead, who call unto their kin for vengeance. Formless fear, the night-tide's visitant, and madness's curse, should drive and rack me, and my tortured frame should be chased forth from man's community, as with the brazen scorpions of the scourge. For me and such as me no lustral bowl should stand, no spills of wine be poured to God for me, and wrath unseen of my dead sire should drive me from the shrine. No man should dare to take me to his hearth, nor dwell with me. Slow, friendless, cursed of all should be mine end, and pitiless horror win me for the grave. This spake the God, this dare I disobey? Yea, though I dared, the deed must yet be done, for to that end diverse desires combine. The God's behest, deep grief for him who died, and last, the grievous blank of wealth despoiled. All these weigh on me, urge that argive men, minions of valor, who with soul of fire did make of fence Troy a ruinous heap. Be not left slaves to two and each a woman, for he, the man, wears woman's heart. If not, soon shall he know, confronted by a man. Orestes, Electra, and the Chorus gather round the tomb of Agamemnon for the invocation which follows. Mighty fates, on you, on you we, we call, bid the will of Zeus ordain, ordain power to those to whom again justice turns with hand and aid. Grievous was the prayer one made, grievous lest the answer fall. Where the mighty doom is set, justice claims aloud her debt. Who in blood hath dipped the steel, deep in blood her meat shall, shall peel. List an immemorial word, whosoever shall take the sword shall perish by the sword. Father, unblessed in death, O father mine, what breath of word or deed can I waft on thee from this far confine unto thy lowly bed? Waft upon thee, in midst of darkness lying, hope's counter-gleam of fire? Yet the loud dirge of praise brings grace undying unto each parted sire. O child, the spirit of the dead, although upon his flesh have fed the grim teeth of the flame, is quelled not. After many days, the sting of wrath his soul shall raise. A vengeance to reclaim, to the dead rings loud our cry. Plain the living's treachery, swelling, shrilling, urged on high. The vengeful dirge for parents shall strive and shall attain. Hear me too, even me, O Father, hear. Not by one child alone these groans, these tears are shed upon thy sepulchre. Each, each where thou art lowly laid, stands a suppliant homeless maid. Ah, and all is full of ill, comfort is there none to say? Strive and wrestle as we may, still stands doom invincible. Nay, if so he will, the God, still our tears to joy can turn. He can bid a triumph ode 
Drowned the dirge beside, beside this urn. He to kingly halls can greet The child restored, the homeward guided feet. Ah, my father, hadst thou lain under Ilion's wall By some Lycian spearman slain, Thou hadst left in this thine hall honour. Thou hadst brought for us fame and life most glorious. Overseas, if thou hadst died, heavily had stood thy tomb, heaped on high. But, quenched in pride, grief were light unto thy home. Loved and honoured hast thou lain by the dead that nobly fell in the underworld again, where are throned the kings of hell. Full of sway adorable, thou hast stood at their right hand. Thou that wert in mortal land by faith's ordinance and law, King of kings who bear the crown and the staff, to which in awe mortal men bow down. Nay, O father, I were fain, other fate had fallen on thee. Ill it were if thou hadst slain one among the common slain, fallen by Scamander's side. Those who slew thee there should be, then untouched by slavery. We had heard as from afar deaths of those who would have died mid the chance of war. O child, forbear! Things all too high thou sayest. Easy but vain thy cry. A boon above all gold is that thou prayest, an unreached destiny, as of the blessed land that far aloof Beyond the north wind lies. Ye doth your double prayer ring loud reproof. A double scourge of sighs awakes the dead. The avengers rise so late. Blood stains the guilty pride of the accursed who rule on earth. And fate stands on the children's side. That hath sped through mine ears like a shaft from a bow. Zeus, Zeus, it is thou who dost send from below a doom on the desperate doer. Ere long, on a mother, a father shall visit his wrong. Be it mine to upraise through the reek of the pyre the chant of delight, while the funeral fire devoureth the corpse of a man that is slain and the woman laid low. For who, who bids, bids me, me conceal, conceal it, it outrending control, blows ever stern blast, blast of hate, hate through, my, through soul, my soul, and before, and before me a vision, a vision of wrath, wrath and of and bane, bane flits and waves to and fro. Zeus, thou alone to us art parent now, smite with a rending blow upon their heads, and bid the land be well. Set right where wrong hath stood, and thou give ear, O earth, unto my prayer. Yea, hear, O mother earth, and monarchy of hell. Nay, the law is sternly set. Blood drops shed upon the ground, plead for other bloodshed yet. Loud the call of death doth sound, calling guilt of olden time, a fury. Crowning crime with crime. 
where where are ye avenging powers puissant furies of the slain behold the relics of the race of atreus thrust from pride of place o zeus what home henceforth is ours what refuge to attain lo at your will my heart throbs wildly stirred now i am lorn with sadness darkened in all my soul to hear your sorrow's word anon to hope the seat of strength i rise she thrusting grief away lifts up my eyes to the new dawn of gladness skills it to tell of aught save wrong on wrong wrought by our mother's deed though now she fond for pardon sternly strong standeth our wrath and will nor hear nor heed her children's soul is wolfish born from hers and softens not by prayers i doubt upon my breast the blow that asian mourning women know wails from my breast the funeral cry the scission weeping melody stretched rendingly forth to tatter and tear my clenched hands wander here and there from head to breast distraught with blows throb dizzily my brows all is in hate o mother sternly brave as in a foeman's grave thou laidest in earth a king but to the byre no citizen drew near thy husband thine yet for his obsequies thou battest no wail arise alas the shameful burial thou dost speak yet i the vengeance of his shame will wreak that do the gods command that shall achieve mine hand grant me to thrust her life away and i will dare to die List thou the deed, hewn down and foully torn, he to the tomb was born. Ye, by her hand, the deed who wrought, with like dishonour to the grave was brought. And by her hand she strove, with strong desire, thy life to crush, O child, by murder of thy sire. Bethink thee, hearing of the shame the pain wherewith that sire was slain yea such was the doom of my sire well a day i was thrust from his side as a dog from the chamber they thrust me away and in place of my laughter rose sobbing in tears as in darkness i lay o father if this word can pass to thine ears to thy soul let it reach and abide let, let it pass let, let it pierce through the sense of thine ear to thy soul, wherein silence it waiteth the hour. The past is accomplished, but rouse thee to hear what the future prepares. Awake and appear, our champion, in wrath and in power. O Father, to thy loved ones come in aid. With tears I call on thee. Listen and rise to light. Be thou with us, be thou against the foe swiftly this cry arises even so pray we the loyal band as we have prayed let their might meet with mine and their right with my right o ye gods it is yours to decree ye call unto the dead 
I quake to hear. Fate is ordained of old, and shall fulfill your prayer. Alas, the inborn curse that haunts our home, Of eighties bloodstains scour the tuneless sound. Alas, the deep insufferable doom, that stanchless wound. It shall be stanched. The task is ours. Not by a stranger's, but by kindred hand, Shall be chased forth the blood-fiend of our land. Be this our spoken spell, to call earth's nether powers. Lords of a dark, of a dark eternity, eternity. To you has come the children's cry. Send up from hell, fulfill your aid to them who prayed. O Father, murdered in unkingly wise, fulfill my prayer, grant me thine halls to sway. To me too, grant this boon, dark death to deal unto Aegisthus, and to scape my doom. So shall the rightful feasts that mortals pay be set for thee. Else, not for thee shall rise the scented reek of altars fed with flesh, but thou shalt lie dishonoured. Hear thou me. I too, from my full heritage restored, will pour the lustral streams what time I pass forth as a bride from these paternal halls, and honour first beyond all graves thy tomb. Earth, send my sire to fend me in the fight. Give fair-faced fortune, O Persephone. Bethink thee, father, and the laver slain. Bethink thee of the net they hand-selled for thee. Bonds not of brass ensnared thee, father mine. Yea, the ill-craft of an unfolding robe. By this our bitter speech arise, O sire. Raise thou thine head at love's last, dearest call. Yea, speed forthright to aid thy kinsman's cause. Grip for grip let them grasp the foe, if thou willest in triumph to forget thy fall. Hear me, O father, once again hear me. Lo, at thy tomb two fledglings of thy brood, a man-child and a maid, hold them in ruth, nor wipe them out, the last of Pelop's line, for while they live, thou livest from the dead. Children are memory's voices, and preserve the dead from wholly dying, as a net is ever by the buoyant corks upheld, which save the deflex-mesh in the depth submerged. Listen, this wail of ours doth rise for thee, and as thou heedest it, thyself art saved. In sooth, a blameless prayer ye spake at length, the tomb's requital for its dirge denied. Now, for the rest, as thou art fixed to do, take fortune by the hand, and work thy will. The doom is set, and yet I fain would ask, not swerving from the course of my resolve, wherefore she sends these offerings, and why she softens all too late her cureless deed. An idle boon it was, to send them here unto the dead who wrecks not such gifts. I cannot guess her thought, but well I ween such gifts are skillless to atone such crime. Be blood once spilled, an idle strife he strives, who seeks with other wealth or wine outpoured to atone the deed. So stands the word, nor fails. Yet would I know her thought. Speak, if thou knowest. I know it, son, for at her side I stood. Twas the night wandering terror of a dream that flung her shivering from her couch and bade her her the accursed of god these offerings send heard ye the dream to tell it forth aright ye from herself her womb a serpent's bear what then the sum and issue of the tale even as a swaddled child she lulled the thing what suckling craved the creature born full-fanged 
yet in her dreams she profited the breast how did the hateful thing not bite her teeth yea and sucked forth a blood gout in the milk not vain this dream it bodes a man's revenge then out of sleep she started with a cry and through the palace for their mistress aid fold many lamps that erst lay blind with night flared into light then even as mourners use she sends these offerings in hope to win a cure to cleave and sunder sin from doom earth and my father's grave to you i call give this her dream fulfilment and through me i read it in each part coincident with what shall be for mark that serpent sprang from the same womb as i in swaddling bands by the same hands was swathed lipped the same breast and sucking forth the same sweet mother's milk infused a clot of blood and in alarm she cried upon her wound the cry of pain the reed is clear the thing of dread she nursed the death of blood she dies and i tis i in semblance of a serpent that must slay her thou art my seer and thus i read the dream so do yet ere thou doest speak to us citing some act some by not acting aid brief my command i bid my sister pass in silence to the house and all i bid this my design with wariness conceal that they who did by craft a chieftain slay may by like craft and in like noose be ta'en dying the death which loxius foretold apollo king and prophet undisproved i with this warrior pilates will come in likeness of a stranger full equipped as travellers come and at the palace gates will stand as stranger yet in friendship's bond unto this house allied and each of us will speak the tongue that round parnassus sounds feigning such speech as phocian voices use and what if none of those that tend the gates shall welcome us with gladness since the house with ills divine is haunted if this hap we at the gate will bide till passing by some townsmen make conjecture and proclaim how is aegisthus there and knowingly keep suppliants aloof by bolt and bar then shall i win my way and if i cross the threshold of the gate the palace guard and find him throned whence where my father sat or if he come anon and face to face confronting drop his eye from mine i swear he shall not utter who art thou and whence ere my steel leap and compassed round with death low he shall lie and thus full fed with doom the fury of the house shall drain once more a deep third draught of rich unmingled blood but thou o sister look that all within be well prepared to give these things event and ye i say twere well to bear a tongue full of fair silence and of fitting speech as each beseems the time and last do thou hermes the warder god keep watch and ward and guide to victory my striving sword orestes exits with pylades end of section three